What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. In today's episode, I talk to you about principles in business that I've learned, lessons that I've learned, situations that are going on in my business that I think that you could draw from and hopefully refine your process, your system, your standards. Uh, yeah, just went for a drive and decided to hop on the pod and give some value. It starts right now. Contractors all over the world are wanting more, more time, more freedom, more impact. The way we do this is through implementing systems, processes, standards. Welcome to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Here we hit business strategy, coaching, mindset, motivation, the tools you need for success. So strap in, listen up, and get ready to grow on the Contractor Secrets Podcast. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the Contractor Secrets Podcast. I am on the go, and I'm going to give you some value today. I want to talk to you really about some business lessons that I've learned, things that I think that you could take in your business and utilize effectively. Uh, First thing I want to talk about is the differentiating factor. What is different about you? I think you really have to understand the art of building relationships when you walk into an estimate. You have to be able to read body language. You have to be able to assess certain wants, needs, desires, fears. You have to tailor every single estimate. And by estimate, I mean your presentation, how you go about asking questions, how you go about your tonality, how you go about really the dance uh, to each individual customer. Here's an example. I did an estimate today. I'm out in the field and immediately I had what felt to be like some pushback from this lady. I mean, off the bat, she received our automated text message from Drip Jobs. I made a mistake. I booked it for the wrong day. I clicked the wrong button and uh, she got that message. And then I realized it, I changed it. And then Drip Jobs sent out uh, a text message to her saying that her appointment has been rescheduled. And this lady left me a voicemail uh, over the weekend, just like so upset about it. And, you know, I was like, hey, listen, I'm sorry. That was my fault. I picked the wrong day and then I changed it. And, you know, long story short, not off to a good start, you know, and right off the bat, I'm thinking, man, like, oh, this is not someone I want to deal with. Like she really kind of sounded kind of rough, but, you know, I took it on the chin. I'm like, all right, let me go to this estimate anyway. And um, I get there and like, I could just tell like her defense was up. You know, I mean, she was the 2001, you know, Ravens, uh, you know, she was just uh, really tough. You know, I could tell that like super standoffish. I kind of had to like, you know, really like poke her a little bit to kind of get her to open up and come to find out because I was diligent and trying to win her over and just kind of being personable and like just being like so friendly that you couldn't be mean to me. Um, if come to find out she had just had her roof installed and the roofers were just, it was just a terrible experience. Like she had gotten in arguments with, you know, one of the crew leaders, they were urinating, you know, outside of their vehicle, they were cussing. And there's apparently this community next door where there's this little, you know, autistic uh, little girl. And, you know, it really upset her that, you know, she could have been exposed to the language. And like, this lady had like a level 10 bad experience. And you know, immediately I kind of just said, you know, I'm really sorry about that on behalf of that team. You know, I'm sure you didn't really get much apology and I can see kind of why 
your guard is up and I got her to laugh a little bit, you know, and I said, you know, you got to understand that, that this is a great time to talk about cost and value. You know, I want you to understand that you're not just getting a paint job. You know, those things that you're mentioning are things that we actually spend time talking about as a team. We spend time focusing on the experience you have with us, not playing obscene music, not cussing on the job site, being cordial, you know, respecting your home as if it's our own. That's our motto. You know, we treat every home like it's our own. And I want you to know that I care about that stuff. And it was just, I was just being honest, you know, um, and, you know, it got her to open up a little bit. She was laughing by the time we left. And it's like, you know, at the very least, like, I got that lady to trust me. And what I found is my driving force in business is that right there. It's like, would I put my name on? You know, if you do anything in business, you got to understand that your name is on it. And I think that once I place that promise, you know, I take that so seriously because people hang on to those words when they're making their decision. And if I don't follow through with that, if I do not make sure that my team is cordial, if I don't make sure that, you know, they act a certain way on site, if I don't make sure that we are integral in everything that we do when we're on the job and we're transparent and we communicate effectively. And if there's an issue, it can be resolved. That was one of the things she said. She's like, you know, if there's an issue, communicate it with me. Don't ignore me and, and, and leave and come back. Like she was really big on communication. What I found is that this lady's really big on mutual respect. And it's like, you know what? I want to win a customer over like that because you know what? Those are the biggest victories. Those are the people that leave you the review. Those are the people that tell everyone they know about your business, about your brand, about the, the, about Tanner, you know, about Chris or whoever she interacted with. That's the type of customer I want to win over. And those are the ones that give us the greatest challenge. Those are the ones that hold my team to the test. Those are the ones that are going to call us out on our BS if it, if it does come up. And as a manager and as a leader, it's, hey, you know, you guys are operating in a certain way because you're protecting our promise that we make during the sale. And if we don't operate in a certain way that aligns with that promise, then we're made out to be liars. That means that we essentially allowed you to hang on to our word and our word never got fulfilled. Now, look, it's not inevitable that everything is going to go exactly as planned. Okay? It's going to happen. Right? Things come up. But there's always that underlying pressure as a leader. There's always that underlying pressure that you want to put on your team to ensure that they know that you guys are promise fulfillers. Okay? That is your job. You fulfill the promises. Okay, And it's important for your team to know what the expectation is, that you should be building a culture that outlines the expectation. When you interact with a customer like that, you should be diligent in taking notes about the scenario that the customer went through. So it's at high regard as you are on site. So for example, in drip jobs, I put in some crew notes that'll be seen on the work order that says customer had a poor experience with the roofing company. Roofers urinated outside. Use, don't even ask for the bathroom. Go to the gas station, which is literally 
200 feet up the road. You can see it from the driveway, which is crazy to me. Okay? Communicate effectively every day, right? And although, yes, will this require a little bit of work on our end to kind of tailor the experience to this customer? Yes, Speed but, check reported but here's the deal. We're going to tailor the experience on the sales side, and we're going to tailor the experience on the production side. And I think that's what makes a really great company is, is someone that actually cares about doing that on both sides. Uh, and in most cases, you're going to charge a little more and you deserve to. So, you know, that was just a real scenario that I, I learned a lot from. You know, it's always good for me to get out in the field so I can just experience these really, really custom scenarios. Because off the bat, I wasn't even going to go do this estimate. Um, just by the lady's attitude alone. I came off of a really tough week, overcame that. Uh, but business is tough. Get used to it. But it doesn't have to break you. You know, I put out a post not too long ago. I think it was like a week ago. You may have gotten an email from me. It was a little story that I wrote about the pressures of business and how the business is essentially your identity until you put others in place to share the load. You know, you might be listening to this and you probably have so much weight on your shoulders because you have to do everything. You got to get the paint. You got to order the paint. You got to do the painting. You got to do the invoicing and the estimating. You got to do the scheduling. You got to answer all the calls. You have so much weight on your shoulders every single day. Everything falls on you. You forget things. Things slip through the cracks. You can't really trust anyone because you really don't have the time to go through a hiring process because you're so reactive. You only take what's given to you rather than seeking and being selective in not only your jobs, but in your crew and in the way that you do things. And maybe you're just, you're trying to get off on the right foot. And I just want you to know that there's going to have to be a change that occurs in the way that you operate. I know it's uncomfortable because if it were comfortable, you would have already done it. So you got to really look at it like, hey, I'm not trending in a good direction here. I'm very stressed. Every day I wake up and I really don't want to do what I'm doing. Not because I don't love what I'm doing. I just don't love the pressure because no one wants pressure. There's enough pressure in our family life. There's enough pressure at home and all the things that we got going on. And we have the demand of customers and sales and marketing and navigating the waters of business. You cannot do it alone. So I'm going to give you some principles here that I've learned in business that I think you're going to need to know. The first of very, the first of which is, and I don't, don't look for these to be politically correct. Okay. I'm not going to give you like, like principles that you can quote. It's just going to be off the top. Just some things that I learned that I think are going to be effective for you. The first of which is Generally, people will do good if you do good by them, okay? Now, if you've had some people in your business that screwed you over, didn't show up, you know, sucked at what they were doing, lied about how good they were just to get the job, you know, made you look bad, you got to understand that that's like a bad sample data, right? You know, you got to be tough on yourself. Reverse engineer how you even found that person. Reverse engineer the process you took them through. Reverse engineer the training process. And then be honest with yourself. Say, whose fault is it that this person found me? And you're going to have to be honest and say, it's my fault. Good. That's the first step to change is admitting that your original path is not a good path. So it makes sense to alter the path. 
So that's my first thing is that generally, if you do good by people, they'll do good by you, which means you need to have a great hiring process to find good people. And that's my second principle. Hire good people. Good people will do good work and good people will generally do good by you. Jim Rohn, one of my favorite motivational speakers. This guy is like a wisdom tree. He passed away, but I listen to stuff all the time. Highly suggest you check him out. Jim Rohn. R-O-H-N. Phenomenal. Anyway, I think he got a compliment as a sales leader. He said, somebody said, hey, you have the nicest salespeople. And he's like, you know, they said, what's the secret? And he's like, I just hire nice people, you know? And it's like, that's half the work. So we know this hiring for character is a sustainable practice, Chick-fil-A style, okay? Hire the nicest people you can find and half the work of managing people is already gone uh, simply because you're hiring people with character, you're hiring people with values that have something to lose. Here's another principle for you. People that have something to lose will offer you something to gain. They care, okay? They don't want to lose their job. They don't want to be, they don't want to digress. They want to progress. They want to achieve things. So make sure that you find people that have something to lose. Typically what I found, just observing, not judging, people with a family or a significant other turn out to be the best applicants. I don't use that as a decision-making metric. It's just what I found in my own little sample data is that typically when someone has a spouse or children, they're usually more responsible. I don't know. Is there a correlation? You decide. Okay. Another business principle for you. If you make it all about the money, they're going to make it all about the money. And that goes with your customers and that goes with your employees. Okay. Money has to be something that you have to kind of change the way you look at. Now, I get it. There might be pressures on you as a business owner, okay, to pay bills, cash flow. I get all that stuff, you know, but you also have to understand things from the perspective of your employee. And if they make a mistake or if they do something that is going to cost you money, everything is your fault no matter what. It's either a lack of training or a lack of management. That's it. Okay? And sometimes accidents happen. But you got to understand that like you don't want to create a culture where people are afraid to make mistakes because they have to pay for it. And I can speak to that with 100% confidence that it is just going to create a me versus you culture in your company. And the interesting part about that is it only hurts your customers. Okay? When people feel as though the company is out to get them, when the people feel as though that the company has only the company's best interest in mind and not their own, people start stop using their magic. Now, you might think that's funny, but everybody is equipped with a little bit of magic, okay? I believe it's the Holy Spirit. I believe it's this divine power everyone has within them to just be a light, uh, to be creative, to go above and beyond, to be happy at work and create culture. You know, you call it what you want. I just believe that. I believe that if you create a culture of peace, harmony, you know, 
my my guys know that like I'm not out to get them. I've never charged anyone for a mistake. We've had rooms painted the wrong color. We've had paint spilled. We've had the wrong paint ordered. We've had equipment mis mis misused or broken. Never once have I charged somebody. My fault. And although yes, you're gonna run into people that take advantage of this mindset as a business. And you might be listening to this thinking, what the heck is he talking about? Well, if you have employees, you understand, okay? You know, these people come to work for you every day. There's got to be a certain level of leniency that occurs. Now, because I've operated my business that way, I've created two awesome things that I can reflect back on and say, hey, I'm glad I do it this way. Number one, I create kind of like an open door policy, okay? My open door policy is essentially, if you make a mistake, I'd rather just know about it, okay? You're not going to have to pay for it. Just tell me. And that's good as a business owner to actually know what's going on instead of things being hidden from you. So that's cool. I get an open door policy. But number two, there's a certain level of ownership that each of the individuals in my company feels. And there's a certain type of culture that's created. You know, it's almost like they start to look out for the best interests of the company. They start to do things that they're not expected to do and they don't expect a reward for it. You know, it's almost like they treat the company as if it's like a safe place for them and the company isn't going to pull out from under them, you know, and they want to grow and they want the company to succeed and they're not out to get hours. You know, somebody told me the other day in a breakthrough that they're worried about their employees stealing hours. And you might've heard this one, but I was like, dude, you created that culture. Because you're probably chomping on them for keeping their hours and, you know, being stingy with the pay. Dude, my guys work 36 hours a week. That's how much they work, literally. I mean, they get free paid lunch, you know. Sometimes they cut out early, you know. But they get their stuff done, you know. Everybody gets a full week, no problem, you know. There's plenty to go around. Be a better salesperson, you know. Get, you know, that's, that's the mindset is, you know, I, I want there to be an abundance mindset in my company. And I think I've done a pretty good job of creating that. So back to the main principle of this is don't be stingy with your money. And you know how that could be with customers, you know, give away a few little things here and there, you know, you know, a beautiful principle that I heard from, uh, from Jim Rohn or as one of them, I kind of lose track now of who, who says these amazing, you know, principles, but I listen to them and I try to implement them because, you know, there's, there's a lot of wisdom behind them. And it's like, you know, If you want to be successful, just do a little bit more than what you get paid to do. And I I like to turn that around and say, if I want people to be successful in my organization, I want to do more for them than what I'm expected to do. I want to see if that works. And that means give a little more. That means, you know, be open a little bit more. You know, I had a guy text me, one of my employees, awesome guy. He's from Hawaii. Really nice guy. And he's like, hey, you know, my, my grandmother's coming into town. You know, I'm sorry for the early notice. You know, do you mind if, you know, I take off a few days to take them to this, like, resort or something? And, like, the way he asked me was, like, he's used to, like, having to, like, you know, do this with previous business owners. Like, where it's like, I don't know how I could look someone in the face and deny that request. Like... I'm like, yeah, man, just, you know, next time just give me a little bit more of a notice, but, you know, go have fun, man, you know, 
Because I remember what that was like. You know, if I had something come up, I worked so hard for this company. I had something come up. And I'd be like, hey, you know, I, I need these few days off. Do you mind? It was like, no, we got to hit our deadline. And it's like, you know, there's a time and a place. You know, as a business owner, freaking, you need to be resourceful and look out for your team. You know, obviously, if the whole crew wants the same week off, I mean, we're going to have to com- have a conversation. But what's interesting is that everybody would mutually understand because it's like, oh, yeah, well, Tanner will be screwed because no one can work. But, hey, you know what? Freaking, I got the resources, you know? Go, have fun, man. We'll figure it out. You know, this isn't, you know, this isn't a prison. You know, you're free to, you know, go do what you want. Have fun, man. You deserve it. You know, that's kind of the culture that I want. And what's cool is that people usually stick around. You know, I, I have 12 amazing employees now. You know, they're great. You know, and and uh, and it just makes my life easy. But I also try my best to go out on a limb for them. And it's this mutual thing where, like, I feel like I work for them. And that's okay with me. Like, I want to make their jobs easy. I want them to have the best equipment. You know, I want them to, to work for the best customers. I want them to not feel overwhelmed. I don't even ask for things that I wouldn't do myself unless it's, like, 100% necessary. But here's an example. Like, if we're lagging behind on a job, you know, and, you know, very rarely will I ask anyone to stay beyond 5 o'clock. Even if, like, staying till 6 or 6.30 we'll finish this job. Like that to me isn't like important. You know, I actually just, I care. I want them to go home on time. I know they got kids, they got families, you know, it's like, so, you know, look out for your employees principle. Okay. Um, one more principle and we're going to close out here. I hope, I hope this is some value to you. Um, just kind of giving you some insight on how I run my business and the different things that I do, uh, to create a good culture to, you know, to the way I interact with employees and, 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 and customers and, you know, how we separate ourselves and, you know, how, how we can get everyone to buy into the vision of we're the best and you should be creating that culture. You know, you should be pitching the vision of like, Hey, we are the best, you know, um, Go on premium painting on Google and read the reviews. Not bragging, just showcasing like the culture we've built. A lot of the reviews mention individual painters that went above and beyond or just how the experience was. And if you're new to, the, to business, you know, you want to you want to strive for that. You want the culture to be there. You want people to say, man, like that was different. I'm, we're working on a house right now, you know, uh, which I didn't know this was going to happen. We did a full interior repaint. Um, customer has other trades in there. Oh, it's the worst, right? Like, and these guys are just a freaking mess. This guy's brand new flooring throughout the whole house. You know, they're demo in a bathroom. There's freaking dust all over this guy's brand new floors. The texture job they did was horrible. Um, like it's just a mess. But what's cool is like, you know, he's like trusting us to be his, like, you know, like, like we're like cool with him because he sees how good of a job that we're doing compared to what's there, you know? And it's like, it hurts me a little bit because I care about that type of stuff. You know, this guy probably hired them to expect them to uphold the standard and they're making a mess, you know? And it's like, no one has the mindset. Like, what if this was my house, you know? And you just can't replace high standards and you need to be selling that. You need to be showcasing it. You need to be implementing it in your production, in your team to the point where it's like Tanner won't accept anything less than the highest standard. And if it's not the highest standard, I'm going to have to come back and fix it. You know, you here's the principle. I knew I would I, would, I knew I would arrive here. This is one of my biggest principles. 
in business. And you take this, you run with it, you 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 live it, freaking get it tattooed. Okay? Well, actually, I'm going to give you two principles. The first one is no one in the world will care more about your business than you. And that is a fact. If you can get someone to go 99%, you've hit the lottery. Okay? That's it. The second thing is whatever you allow in your business... Okay, remember this, whatever you allow is what will be tolerated. So anything that you compromise on, you give the green light for someone else to compromise on it. So where am I getting with this? In your personal life, you've got to have high standards for how you operate. Okay, I'm getting, shut it off if it's going to offend you. I get it. You know, it's a tough conversation to have. But I, but really, like, what are you compromising on in your personal life outside of your business that's pouring into your business? That's, a, that's something you should be thinking about, okay? Because here's the deal. You know, you've got to have super high standards all around. Remember we talked about the business. You are the business early on, okay? Obviously, you're separating yourself from the business when you hire more people and you get a, you know, people to take over responsibilities. But there's a good two to three year stretch where every decision that's made is 100% you. Um, and everything that's tolerated is 100% your standard. So again, you got to be mindful of how you approach scenarios in front of your team and what you allow. I'm not a fan of being buddy buddy with employees. I've just never been. You know, I really, I, I very rarely spend time with any of my teammates outside of work. You know, people call it what they want. Some people have different opinions on that. But for me, it's just you know. I got to make sure that there's a level of professionalism. I'm responsible for a lot of people's livelihoods. And I know for a fact that if I were a child of someone working for a company, I would want that company to be holding my dad or my mom to a high standard at work. You know, because that's what's in everyone's best interest is to work for a place that doesn't compromise. And I know that that comes from me. What I allow is what's tolerated, you know? So you remember that when you're, when you're faced with a challenge, it's uncomfortable, maybe it's costing you a lot of money, you know, and it's easy to just shortcut it, um, cut corners, you know? No, I mean, it comes from the top. So in your personal life, that's where it starts. You know, if you, you know, have poor eating habits or you don't work out or you don't have high standards with how you, you, you keep your, you know, keep things clean or organized. I mean, you can't expect chaos to not transfer to business, okay? And that's not meant to be offending. I'm not trying to offend you. I'm also, I'm just trying to give you some perspective that it's very rare for there to be chaos in your personal life and order in your business life. And it starts in the personal life. You know, you'll find that if you start to work out, you know, you have a little bit more motivation to keep things organized. Or if you start, you know, eating healthy, you know, you're going to start having more energy to be able to go to the jobs and check on, you know, the jobs. And I'm speaking from experience. I've done this. I've eaten poor and I didn't work out. And I start, I started to see that we were compromising and I was more stressed and, you know, even, you know, getting to a point of like depression, you know, just all the pressures in business. And then, you know, once I made that transition in my personal life, some of these things started working themselves out a little bit easier. I had a little more energy. I could coach up my guys a little bit more. I can motivate them more. I was a little more patient with customers. Um, I was a little bit 
more diligent on my scheduling and updating customers so we weren't stressed out and moving job times around and like all the things that you need like it comes from a certain place and I believe that that is your personal habits um, so long-winded kind of all over the place but I think you got it I hope you got it so I want to thank you for listening today uh, I'm in the car so I felt it'd be a good time to do some you know give some value on my drive um, and I hope to uh, I hope to hear hear from you so if you're listening to this and you want to give me some feedback on this um, if you got anything from it message me on Instagram I'd love to hear back and uh, I'll look forward to hearing you on the next episode see ya Hey, hey, thanks so much for checking out the Contractor Secrets Podcast. Stick around. I am going to drop in a short testimonial uh, that one of our awesome heavy hitters in Drip Jobs uh, had agreed to give out for us. So if you want to hear a little bit about how Drip Jobs is helping contractors, stick around uh, for the end of this episode and you can listen in. Uh, what is going on? I'm here with Matthew and Carrie of Purity Painting, um, and they are in Minnesota, users of Drip Jobs. Uh, the other day you had a drip jobs hat on, so you must like it. Ah, you have it right there. <laughs> Gotta represent, bro. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So what is um, you know, first things, you know, I like to frame it like this because I want people that are on the fence to hear it. Like initially, were you on the fence about trying trying out drip jobs? Absolutely. Very much, very much so. <laughs> a little skeptical? <laughs> yeah, a little bit, but what what was it that was skeptical? Was it the price? Was it the promise? Was it the goofy guy who talks about it all day? Well, um, our first introduction to Drip Jobs was in uh, at the PCA Expo. Yep. And that's where I was able to meet you and uh, uh, someone who's on your team or uh, works with you um, ran through a demo on his um, iPad. And what, what kind of got me was, um, I think there was like a, um, a company open for the demo but he was like, you know what? I'm going to close out of this really quick. I'm going to get into a, a different uh, browser. And he pulled up his own painting company. <laughs> and it wasn't yours. It was his own. Yeah. And he began to show me how it worked. Yeah. And, um, and so I immediately got on the horn with Carrie uh, here <laughs> in Minnesota and said, okay, we've got to check this out because um, I don't know if I should name names, but we tried a lot of other um a sure. lot of other uh, programs and different things. And um, some of them were like kind of economy. Some of them were quite, ex quite spendy, you know, um, but didn't deliver what we needed at all. And so we tried like eight different things and then uh, decided to give drip drops a whirl. Yeah. Love it. And then the rest is history. Exactly. You know, what is it that you, what is it that you like about drip jobs the most? Like if you had to sum up something, what is it, what does it do for you in your business? I'll go first and then I want to let Carrie answer it yeah. because we both use it probably equally as much um, on multiple devices. And uh, what I like is that, you know, you brought up the, like the, the cost, like at, at first, was that kind of something that sure. uh, kind of was maybe going to deter you from, from uh, trying it out. Yeah. Uh, it, I, I feel like it, it saves a lot of money because it saves a lot of heartache, headache, it just is easy, you know, like made by a painter for painters, sure. you know, absolutely. It's just easy to navigate. And even in the few short months since we've been um, using drip jobs, I guess it's what March, mm -hmm. I believe um, you've rolled out a ton of new stuff that just makes life even easier. The Google integration. Wow. 
Uh, you just talked to us today about uh, kind of a hack for company cam, which we yeah. also use, which we also <laughs> signed up for now to PCA Expo. Yeah. Um, and then you mentioned that you're going to work on something that's even a little bit more direct going forward. Yeah. And so uh, it just works great for us. Yeah. Um, it makes things quick and easy and it's easy to follow. It was hard for me. Uh, I'm pretty 80 ADD uh, to <laughs> always follow up and say, Hey, could you give us a review or, you know, I just want to let you know that uh, we're on our way to your job. And so yep. on and so Love that. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's great. Man. I, I no, just that's a good that. answer because it's important. Everybody does business different and, you know, kind of spearheading this project of drip jobs. It's like, man, this is people's businesses, right? Your whole business is on that thing. And what we want to do is just make it to where it's almost like you have an employee full time, 24 seven, just like, hey, here's the information you need at the exact time you need it. Hey, this is the follow ups that I did today. Hey, you know, we just got a proposal accepted. Hey, enjoy your vacation. I got it from here, right? <laughs> just, just yesterday, I, I sent out a few like before bed. And, yeah. and and woke up to a couple of deposits you know oh dude there's nothing um, better than that right yeah and and, <laughs> and we 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 had uh apparently hadn't set up uh like having our clients kind of uh cover yeah. the costs of the of those transactions but it's deterred nobody you know, yeah. everybody wants to pay on a card it's so easy easy it's so much different than driving to, to go get there or paypal right. or anything like exactly that. yeah it's great and carrie you had some thoughts on that yeah, uh, so it has just streamlined our CRM. It is just like taking away so much headache of like, okay, who do we need to go schedule bid for? Who do we need to actually go to the bid that's already scheduled? Who do we need to follow? It's like, you know, instead of having all these things out there, it's just all right in front of us, um, which has just been a lifesaver. I tell people this all the time in the demos. It's like my new line. It's like, listen, Drip Jobs is not going to do anything that you're not already doing or trying to do. And it's like all those buckets just represent like where your customers are. Drip Jobs is just showing you, you know, mm -hmm. and then, and it, and it gives you some like sense of, do you guys feel like you're a lot more in control like of your business? Oh, like you kind of like, oh, see the big oh, picture. Yes. Yes. Hey, yeah. Much more in control. And yeah. it saves us a lot of time. And headache. A lot of time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> something as easy as like just clicking into GPS to the address on an estimate, right? <laughs> exactly. You know, it just take, takes you right there. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's good. So you guys saw the new update. What do you guys think? Has it been helpful? The new update, like the yeah, Google the new update, like the Google and the different. Oh, yeah. There there's a lot, a lot to it. Um, and even little things like the, like the forms that you can, you know, have on there and you just click and it's already there. Or like, we like to, we like to um, give like a little PDF of like, hey, here's some duration exterior uh, satin that we're going to be using. And they yep. kind of get to see that and like what yep. that's like, you know, I just click on it and it's already in there. Yep. There's the so template, yeah. That are um, kind of preloaded, yep. but you can kind of, Customize. you can do, you can crank things out much faster mm -hmm. without yep. re-uploading things, uploading. Uh, well, then uh, you're going to love that little company cam thing I did. Cause when you tell, when you told us that, I'm like, Oh, I got to show them. I forgot to tell you. <laughs> yeah, no, I saw that on Facebook this morning and uh, I yeah. need to look at it again and give it a whirl. Yeah. So I think you'll, you'll save a lot of time there, but you know, listen guys, part of this was just, you know, just saying hello. Uh, and I thank you for your time today to, to do this. And really the goal is to grow drip jobs and create more cool features. We're, we have a lot of that we're working on. Um, you know, last I always end it like this. Hey, what's one thing you would tell somebody that's on the fence right now, who's maybe just starting their business or 
doing it on their own and just there's a bunch of stuff all over the place, what would you tell them? Give them some advice real quick. I would say like to them, give it a try because you'll realize within just the first day, it's going to save you so much time. Yeah. And the, yeah. and the time is the most valuable asset we have. So yeah, it's sure good <laughs> I, I, I would say the same thing. If, if you're on the fence, just go for it because it, it's something that uh, whether whether you whether you're just starting out and you don't even have like any capital or anything, or you've been doing it for a long time, it's just going to be it's like having another person working for you mm -hmm. yeah. and um, doing so much work for you. It's well worth it. We're excited um, for anybody else who's going to join. Yeah. It seems like what's also great. I know you probably got to uh, get off here, but um, there's a community of drip jobbers, you know, um, yeah. online and people are sharing things and, and it's almost like there's an energy around it, you know? Um, yeah, I agree. Yeah, that's just really great. And yeah. you guys clearly take pride in what you do and do great oh, work. I love it. Yeah. It's the, it's the culture of drip jobs. And I think it's, you know, there's a lot of growth minded, motivated people and they're trying to hit different heights in their business. And you guys know that, you know, if you listen to anything that I put out there, it's all, it's legacy. We're trying to build a legacy, trying to build a business that can be scaled, maybe sold or who knows, but we got to have good software to do that. So you guys are awesome. Thank you uh, for giving me the time today and sharing that. And uh, it really means a lot. All right. Take care, Tana. Thanks. Yeah.